This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. The Bastards are back for this Friday edition of the podcast. We're part of the Minute Media Podcast Network. Just a quick quick disclaimer for any first-time listeners, this is not a Homer podcast. We call it how we see it. When the Red Sox are dominating, we'll celebrate that. When they're getting destroyed, we'll be critical and at times even savagely blunt. If you're easily offended, press the stop button immediately. But for those who embrace it, let's get rolling. I am your host this week, Andrew Dwan. You can find me at Andrew Dwan MLB. I am joined by your permanent host, Terry Cushman, down in, uh, from what I hear, Muggy Myrtle Beach. Terry, what's going on? Not a whole lot, just kind of hoping to stay relevant as we're as we're trending now after the Astros series. But yeah, ninety one tomorrow. But you've had that for a few days, from what I heard. Yeah, at least we got what you know everyone calls a dry heat, aka like there's zero moisture anywhere, and we are running out of water out here. Um, I'll be proud. Uh, I don't know what side of the water war I'll be on. I guess defending it against Californians and Nebraskans, but that'll be a couple years from now. All right. <laughs> the continental divide I, is out there, isn't it? Yeah, uh, somewhere around it's, you. Yeah, it's it's to the west. We everything's to the west. Okay. <laughs> and in the other seat tonight, we got Jason Kelly. Jason, how's it going? Doing pretty well. Um, it's getting a little toasty over here in Massachusetts as well, believe it or not. So uh, nothing wrong with that. A couple of nice uh, nice nights at Fenway for people going to the games, and at least they get to see some wins finally. So that's good too. Yeah, everything's heating up. Um, so in this week's deep dives, I kind of want to even get into our season predictions. Um, if there's one thing I know from kind of looking back, we're not looking as good as we did last year with our predictions. I think we actually had a pretty, pretty good year across the board in our calls last season, but this year we are definitely off in some one was a unanimous one. Uh, Terry, I'll let you get into it first, but every single person on the podcast had the Yankees missing the playoffs and um, barring a historical chicken and beer-esque collapse, I think we're going to have some egg on our face. They are 28 and 9. I believe they're the only team in MLB as I'm pulling up the standings now that only has single digit losses and yes by far they are the only team so the crazy thing to me is yes we all five of us did pick them to miss even with the extra wild card but most noticeably the whole Yankees fan base was just underwhelmed with all the moves that they made. You know, you're getting an injury prone guy like Donaldson, 
Um, they got another, they got what Trevino back in the Sanchez deal. That was all the same deal, but, um, but very underwhelming. And when the Red Sox got Trevor's story, I, I think there was like just some jealousy, like, see, the Red Sox are doing stuff and, and, but it's worked out and Cashman's probably going to get a lot of credit. I don't know if he really deserves it. I mean, I, I don't know, but no, every, they have the record right now that we thought another team in the division would have. Yeah. It's, it's been crazy to watch what the Yankees have done, especially since like, I think it was his first start of the year. Garrett Cole guys lips ripped off. I mean, he, he had some really rough starts like the first couple of weeks and we're all sitting there pointing and laughing. Ah, how stupid Yankees you got eight years left on that deal. Um, and now all of a sudden they're 28 and nine. Their offense is ridiculous. I mean, they've got like three guys in the top 10 in home runs in the AL right now between judge Stanton and Rizzo. Um, and Rizzo was like a late signing. They weren't sure if they were even going to bring him back to play first base. And then they did. And he's become like the best first baseman in the American league. It's, it's incredible. Um, and they're pitching. I mean, Luis Severino's back. He's looking like the old Luis Severino. Um, Nestor Cortez has come out of nowhere to just be a weapon out of their, their pitching staff too. So it's, uh, it's so annoying that this team just annoys me so much because it, Terry's right. Like Cashman's going to get so much credit for this and all the Yankees fans. Are, oh, you all wanted Cashman fired. See, he's still the best GM in the game, even though he's clearly not. And Aaron Boone, we all laughed when he got that extension from the Yankees. We all thought he should have been fired after last season. Now he's managing a 28 and nine team that um, is just on like a, an absolutely incredible pace to start the year. So um, it's hard to say that it's like an anomaly because it's been going on for almost two months. But I mean, I, I just, I don't know how they slow down unless, like you said, unless a really historic collapse is coming or some bad injuries are coming, which with the Yankees, you can never rule out because it feels like Aaron Judge is due for an oblique at some point. feels like Stanton's due for something at some point. So that could still happen, but who knows? The Yankees are the best team in the American League. They're an absolute buzzsaw, and I don't buy it. I don't know. I am not sold. I think there's some smoke and mirrors going on. I Rizzo has been transcendent this year. Judge has been otherworldly. I I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't buy it. I don't see Donaldson staying healthy the whole year. I don't see Stanton as much as he's playing the outfield being healthy all year. I don't see judge not missing 20 games. Is this just one of those freak years where they all stay healthy? Maybe, but I, I, I can't buy it. I'm waiting for a shoe to drop. And I, I don't, I still don't, I would not have them winning. I don't have them going to the American league championship series, even if they continue this up. I don't, buy it unless they add you know another starter at the deadline i think they are getting i don't want to say lucky because they've been damn good and they deserve the credit i don't think they should be this good 
or really are. And I know analytics will say I'm an idiot. I know common sense will say I'm an idiot. I just don't believe it 100%. Play like this through the trade deadline or, you know, the all-star break. Stay healthy through the all-star break. And I'll I'll eat my I'll eat crow here. I I I will admit it that I'm wrong. The Yankees are just the team of destiny this year. Um, I just don't see it happening. Can anyone tell me I'm wrong here, or does anyone kind of agree with me? Am, am I being way off? The only thing I'll say, I do pretty much agree with you. I I don't think it'll last either. Certainly not at this pace. I mean, they're on pace to have a historically great season. I don't see that happening. The one thing I will say is I wonder how much the Gary Sanchez trade changed that pitching staff. Because now, I don't know much about Higashioka, but, you know, you get Gary Sanchez out from behind home plate. He was a bad catcher. We all know that. You had like one good offensive season and that was it. And we all know he was terrible behind the plate. Now he's gone and it's, you know, Garrett Cole's doing what Garrett Cole always does, but Severino has looked awesome. Again, you know, I mentioned Nestor Cortez, like Michael King out of their bullpen. He's kind of like becoming their version of Garrett Whitlock. Like their pitching has emerged and that's always been the concern with the Yankees every year. It's like, yeah, you guys are going to hit a ton of home runs, You'll set records for most home runs hit in a season because of your stupid stadium and your offense is going to be great, but you won't have the pitching down the stretch. And I feel like lately it's, or at least to start this year, the pitching has been better. So I do wonder if new catcher back there, new pitching philosophy, maybe, maybe that's helping them out. But overall, I think I I'm kind of on your side of it that I just, I don't see it lasting. I don't think Rizzo's going to hit, 35 to 40 homers this year and hit 280 the whole season. I still think Stanton and judge will get hurt at some point. So hopefully that's coming because I'm already sick of them and the success that they're having. Um, But we'll see. For me, what I question more than anything is the sustainability of Nestor Cortez and Luis Severino. Cortez has never pitched more than 93 innings, and that was last year. He had a 290 ERA. That looks pretty good. In his 22 games in which he pitched, 14 of those were starts. So he's seven starts in. He's got an amazing line, you know, 135 ERA. His strikeout per nine is 11 well above average numbers, but what's he going to look like at 120 innings, 140 innings? He's not going to look like 99 Pedro, which is like (laughs) what he's doing right now. Right. And Severino kind of has fits. I mean, uh, Nick Pavetta probably isn't the best comparison, but Pavetta will briefly lose his mechanics. I think Severino kind of goes through that as well at times. I think some teams tend to get in his head, Red Sox being one of them. So he's he's got those issues to contend with. And not the greatest record of durability either. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see what those guys are doing. Part of me kind of hopes the Yankees keep it up for a while and – and don't really 
need to do much at the deadline and then let it pass and then, you know, get into your funk and not be good enough. I don't know what they have on the farm as far as pitching prospects. I mean, Clark Schmidt's name always gets mentioned and he, he does get utilized in, in various roles. And I, I don't know if the Davy Garcia experiment is over, but he was, uh, you know, not very overpowering. So I, I'm i in the not buying it category myself, but every year one team surprises everyone. So, I mean, they could, they only need to play. They could play just under 500 ball at this point the rest of the year, and they're making the playoffs. They've built themselves that good of a cushion. So I don't know. I will go out right on a limb right now and say they are not making the world series. I do not have them winning in the ALCS. I don't even know if I have them in the ALCS. I'll have to see the matchups there, but I do not buy this. I don't know. I, I adamant about this. Um, moving on. Cause I don't want to talk about the Yankees and their success anymore. Let's go to something a little more fun. Let's go North of the border to Toronto, which I don't think only us had them, you know, being, world beaters this year all the media said you know you're not stopping them this is the team to beat they loaded up this is their time i think last what what did they say they had some horrendous um motto they're like last year was a preview this is the this year's the real thing so i I, it was something stupid i know bill bear roasted it too um yeah no it it hasn't been um they are not you know what they're not doing what you know the Yankees are doing which is what we thought and everyone thought they would do uh Terry what are your thoughts on the Blue Jays right now they've sputtered a little bit um I I still am a believer in them more so than the Yankees if you know gun to my head right now who's going to win the American League East I would still give it to the Blue Jays um, they haven't really fired on on all cylinders. You know, we were discussing Vladimir Jr. before we came on. He's got good numbers, but nothing, uh, you know, compared to last year. I mean, he's not on track to be top three or four MVP. Um, George Springer has uh, come back and, and kind of looked like himself, but... Um, but that that's a team that just kind of, like I said, needs to to fire on all cylinders. Did they have bullpen problems recently? I'm trying to remember. I thought maybe Romano was having an issue, but he's appeared in 16 games, so maybe not. But getting good pitching out of Kevin Gosman, the guy I was hoping the Red Sox would target, uh, Alec Manoa, could very well uh, be a Cy Young, I think. Was, is that who I picked? I think it was. I think I did pick Manoa. Might have been. Yeah. yeah. We, a few of us picked Toronto guys. I know Barrios was one of them. He's had a kind of a rough start. <laughs> ERA just under five. But I think they'll get it together. And um, last year it was just a little too late. They made some big moves at the deadline and kind of – sputtered uh, you know in early august and narrowly missed the playoffs in, in a heartbreaker um but i think they'll catch the yankees and uh take care of business 
Yeah, I, I think Toronto has had a slow-ish start, but I agree. I, I think that they're, they've just got too much talent on their roster. They're going to figure it out. Um, you know, the rotation is not going to be this bad all year long. And, you know, Gaussman and Manoa are kind of leading it right now. Barrios, Kikuchi, Stripling, they, they really haven't been getting it done. But I, I still think they'll be okay. They can always add pitching at the deadline, too, if they really need to. That lineup is still going to hit. Um, Matt Chapman's not really hitting right now. He's hitting for a little bit of power, six homers, but hitting well under 200. He's better than that. I mean, he, he's not a 300 hitter by by any means, but he's much better than that. Even Bo Bichette's been pretty quiet. He's hitting 247. So once those guys heat up and, you know, it's not just all Vlad and all George Springer trying to do everything, um, they'll be fine, you know, and, I think their bullpen is is decent. It's I'm still not I'm not sold on Romano, the, the closer there. I he, he looks okay, but to me, like I don't know, he he always looks like he's about to have a panic attack on the mound. Like there's just something about the guy that like doesn't fill me with confidence. If I were a Blue Jay fan, seeing him out there, but he's been okay. And again, they can always add someone you know, later on in the year if they need to. So. Um, a little bit of a slow start, mostly because their pitching just hasn't been there the way they would hope it would be. But the offense is going to pick up, and I think once it does, that will be a good Band-Aid for the bottom half of their rotation just being maybe a little bit below average. So I still think they'll make the playoffs. You know, I do wonder what kind of pressure their GM is going to be under because, you know, you clearly had to go to ownership and have them open up the checkbook, which they should because the Blue Jays ownership is one of the top, I think, like seven richest in all the sports, but they wouldn't have you believe that. Uh, but, yeah, they've had no reason not to spend, but they always found one. Um, and this year they went all in. I think they have to move a piece or two. They still have a really good farm system. I think they have no excuses to only be four and a half I think four and a half games above the Red Sox right now for how bad the Red Sox have been. If the Red Sox get hot, you know, it only takes a series win against, you know, to, against Toronto for the Red Sox to be right back in it. And Toronto will be looking at the, uh, you know, at them breathing down their neck. They are three and six versus the Yankees this year. And that is a huge discrepancy. And I mean, that's, you can't have that, uh, you know, within your own division. So I don't know what Toronto needs to do to get this figured out, but they have to. Uh, they, they had all the expectations on them. They don't have too many proven winners outside of George Springer. Um, he's really the only guy with any sort of extensive playoff experience that they signed. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think the Blue Jays got a little cocky, and I think uh, they got hit in the jaw to start the year. Uh, one one thing that yeah. I think they could do is so they've been playing um, uh, one guy that you're familiar with, you know, pl- watching some of Colorado, Rymel Tapia, out in right field a lot. I know t- I think Teoscar Hernandez was hurt to start the year, but I think he's healthy now. He should be playing every day out there. Teoscar Hernandez was a 296 32 homer guy last year, and it feels like they are trying to play matchups, like they only want him against lefties and. Tapia is getting a lot more playing time out there. So I just feel like that's a guy in their offense that they're not featuring enough. And again, maybe it's because he's just coming back from injury and they want to make sure that he's hundred percent right. They're easing him back in, but 
I mean, that's one thing I would do because I feel like when we played them, it was all Tapia. And I don't know if Hernandez was back at that point. Maybe he was still on the IL, but um, I would get him a lot more at bats because that's one of your better bats in that lineup and feels like they're not featuring him that much. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Teoscar Hernandez might be pound for pound their most you know, talented outfielder, and that includes Springer. I think uh, Teoscar is just an absolute stud out there. Um, his numbers across the board were amazing, and you know, he hasn't had too many health issues. So, uh, if it, whatever they have to do to get him to that li- into that lineup every day, they absolutely should. Um, transitioning a little more west, we're going to go to the central. Uh, one team that's really standing out right now are the White Sox. Um, standing out for the wrong reasons. Uh, we all had them kind of, I think we all had them walking <laughs> or just whistling to, you know, past this division. Uh, they are not. They are currently under 500, sitting at 18 and 19, three and a half back of Minnesota. Um, the White Sox, I don't know what their issue is. Uh, I don't know if it's a leadership thing. Um, you know, they traded Kimbrel right before the season started. Joe Kelly missed some time. Uh, Eloy passed away again, unfortunately. Um, I, they I, they need a spark, and it's, it's usually Tim Anderson. He's having a hell of a year, but they've been unimpressive. Uh, Terry, let's go back to you on uh, the White Sox here. They have never gotten comfortable with Tony La Russa. So when you talk about leadership, that, that could be part of it. It looked like, did they sweep the Red Sox? I think they did. I think we, do we get swept by them? Fairly certain. And, and that, that seemed to be the, the get right series for Chicago. And I'm thinking, okay, all right, slowly they're, they're getting it. The momentum's going the right way. You guys talk about, not buying the Yankees success. That's kind of where I'm at with the twins. I think the twins are going to slip a little. And the way it looks right now is it could be there for the taking for either Chicago or Cleveland. Cleveland's had a a bit of a offensive uptick lately. And, uh, you know, they're top five in some categories. So uh, they're two games under, 500 right now the White Sox are one game but the White Sox by far have the best team on paper and they should be getting some arms back in that rotation I I haven't checked what some statuses were but Lance Lynn should be back at some point Uh, Michael Kopak is is pitching pretty well last I checked so if they can just iron out the chemistry, I, I think they can still win this division. And then what happens in October will, uh, will be up to them. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggest benefit for the white Sox is that they're in the American league central, which I do think is like you said, Terry, it's a division that's up for grabs. Um, and you know, Cleveland's hanging around too. You're right. Cleveland's offense has been a lot better. Um, Jose Ramirez is having an unbelievable season after he got his extension. Um, funny, some third basemen get their extensions, some don't. Hmm. But uh, yeah, they, they've been playing well. And I, I agree. I don't think Chicago is going to be this bad all year long. Giolito's kind of been in and out of the rotation. Um, he had a COVID issue too. He just came back tonight, I think. Uh, Lance Lynn's on his way back. So 
Their pitching is about to get a lot better, although the back end of that rotation still should scare the hell out of you with Dallas Keuchel and Vince Velasquez hanging around. So they may need to add another arm either from their own system or, or make a trade at the deadline. Um, but their offense is, is, you know, it looks okay. Jose Abreu is off to a slow start, but he's pretty consistent. I think he'll wake up at some point. I know Grandal kind of fell off a cliff for them. That's why they had to make the trade with Toronto. Um, but Luis Roberts having a good year. Tim Anderson's on fire. So I still think they have enough offensively, and I still think their rotation is going to be at least the top end of the rotation is going to be good enough that they're, they're going to probably end up winning their division because I'm not buying it on Minnesota either. Um, if you remember, I picked them to win the division last year, and uh, they made a right fool of me after that <laughs> one. And I'm not changing my pick just because they're in first place now. They are they are so going to fall off a cliff, and it, I, I don't see them hanging on to it. So Chicago, I think, along with Toronto, they'll be just fine. I think they can still win their division. Yeah, you know, I think Minnesota just has to be Minnesota for Chicago to win this division. Uh, I don't even think Chicago has to play even that much better than what they are right now. Let me read you uh, Minnesota's um, rotation going into this morning. Joe Ryan, terrible move by the Rays. Then you got Dylan Bundy, Chris Archer, Chris Paddock since deceased, Bailey Ober, and Sonny Gray. Not a no. lot of sustainability. That's, no, no. Brutal. You might have all of those guys, except for Joe Ryan, on the IL at the same time within the next couple of days because Chris Paddock's about to have TJ. And we all know what Chris Archer was and is now. Nothing. Sonny Gray, easily, you know, having a decent year, turn into a pumpkin. Uh, Dylan Bundy is, he made us look like idiots, but uh, the last time out, I think against the Red Sox, but he's Dylan freaking Bundy. No, this is not going to sustain. Byron Buxton is going to get shot by a sniper rounding second again sometime, and he's going to go on the IL for like 42 days and then, you know, come back, look like an MVP, get hurt again, look like an MVP. We all, we, we know what the twins are. Um, Chicago. Just has to play 500 ball. I think this division's theirs, and it's kind of pathetic. Uh, pure Comedy Central there again um, in the AL. Uh, let's move more west. Uh, let's start at the top. Um, I, for one, was not the largest believer in the Don't Call Me Anaheim Angels. Uh I didn't think they had it. I thought they were kind of frauds. I thought they had a couple of good pieces, but nothing to sustain success. And they've looked pretty good. Um, I don't know if anyone else in our group picked them to win the division. Uh, Terry, did you? Charlie, I think, was the one, only one. He reminds me of that daily. <laughs> but um, yeah, Charlie went back-to-back with Angels picks, so he might be right this year. I still think the Astros will take it, but um, I think with with Anaheim, I mean, it's it's hard to not be enamored by Shohei, and I, I think there that could be a little contagious. Uh, Mike Trout looking like he's going to be healthy, and I think the Joe Madden effect is finally you know, is finally taking off his influence. And I, I don't know how much he has to say about, you know, what the roster looks like, but 
he certainly has a, an influence with his coaching staff and can can put smart people in the right places. And perhaps now we're we're finally seeing it. They've only made the playoffs one time in the last decade. That was 2014. Got swept by the Royals uh, in that one series. That's Mike Trout's only career playoff run. Doesn't have a win yet. So um, I think it's a team that's very conscious of that bad run. And and I think they want to change the narrative. So it, it's a tough sell. You, you've got a very talented team in the Astros, I think the Mariners are better than what they look like on paper. So that's going to be uh, an interesting race going down the, the stretch. But for as long as Otani and Trout are, are on the Angels, they're going to they're gonna get all the attention. And, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, it's it's going to take some doing for them to unseat Houston as what, what I think is still the best team in that division. Um, I just think Houston has way too much firepower. But, you know, a big part of what's helping the Angels is that it's, you know, Trout and Otani are doing their thing, but it's not just them. I mean, um, it, Taylor Ward, out of nowhere, seemingly, has become one of the best all-around players in the game. Um He's he's been incredible. Tyler Wade, too, a guy that they picked up from the Yankees, who, you know, the Yankees didn't really use him. He was just kind of a bench utility guy. He's getting a lot of playing time with Fletcher, uh, David Fletcher being out right now. He's been great. If they get a full season out of Rendon, I think Rendon will help them a lot. Um, and their rotation is pretty solid. I mean, with with Otani at the front, Syndergaard, I know, has been up and down, but He's still at least is staying healthy for now, which which is good. Um, Patrick Sandoval is, I think, one of the better young pitchers on their staff. I think he's going to make a big name for himself this year. We saw Reed Detmers throw a no-hitter this year, so we know how good that kid is. Um, their bullpen does concern me. I don't love Rizal Iglesias at the back there. Um, I think they've got a lot of just jags out there. Um, I think their best reliever is Aaron Loop. The, the, the left-hander who they added in the offseason, which I think has helped them a lot. He's he's had a really good year as well. He's a good matchup guy. But their bullpen, still a little bit of a concern. Um, but ultimately, yeah, they're, they're better than we thought they would be. And I think a big part of it is those weapons on offense that, that they just found, you know, have, have really helped. And their pitching is staying healthy for now and I think performing a little bit above water. But – if they can sustain that, you know, going forward, them versus Houston for that division should be really interesting to watch. Um, Cause I think they can go toe to toe with them. I just still kind of give Houston a little bit of an edge. Yeah. You know, here's where I'm going to absolutely eat the L. Um, I wasn't a believer in the angels. I also was a little bit lower on the Astros. Um, I had Seattle uh, winning that division. I had Seattle, I think going to the ALCS, I was huge on that. I might have had them going into the World Series. Um, I thought Seattle was giving me a hell of a team. I thought, you know, they brought in Jesse Winker, Suarez, which whatever, you know, maybe he finds some of that 40-plus home run magic that he had, had in Cincinnati. Uh, they signed some bullpen arms. I, They are not doing well they're pretty much doing what the red Sox are doing but catching less heat and 
it's perfectly fitting because we have a four game series in the midst right now between the two. Uh, we're going to see who has the, you know, mental fortitude to come out on top. Um, but yeah, the, the Mariners are really letting me down. I thought their pitching was going to take a step forward. Julio Rodriguez has looked great, but other than that, they're pretty disappointing. And, you know, the Astros, I thought would probably finish second. I thought Correa was going to have more of an impact uh, as far as loss uh, was concerned. But Jeremy Pena has fit right in. Uh, I don't know, and nodobody knows what's going on with Jake Odorizzi. We saw him get carted off yesterday, but but Dusty Baker said he's fine. So I don't know. This is going to be one of the better divisions to watch in baseball going forward. Um, not too many games separating them. Uh, it's only six separating first and third, which really isn't too much middle of May. Um, it, the, that should be a pretty fun race to watch. And, you know, we didn't talk about this pregame, but I wanted to throw one more team out at you. Uh, and that's the Rays. Has anyone heard about the Rays this year? I mean, other than them just once again hanging around, being in second place, just yeah. because, yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard a damn peep about them. No one's talked about them. They don't have anyone really, you know, setting the world on fire. They have a couple guys hitting north of 300, but uh, it, I. I don't know what how they are doing this well. Wander Franco, I think that was your MVP pick, right, Terry? Yes. And yeah, he's he's in 271, a sub 300 OBP. And if you told me, I'd be like, oh wow, so they're in fourth, huh? I I don't know how they're doing this. Yeah, I'm looking up Kluber right now, 429. Let's see his game logs here. Um, well, actually, he's been pitching pretty well. He did get tagged for eight runs against the Angels, which has probably inflated his uh, ERA some. But last outing, um, six innings pitched against the Tigers, two earned runs, and then six innings, no earned runs against Oakland. Those aren't really teams that are going to really – put the hurting on you but but just quietly they're doing just enough while the rest of the division's been a shit show um but i think they did have a, a pretty decent kind of win streak here where they won something like eight out of ten or seven out of nine perhaps but but that's a team you know is going to be active this summer to to try to you know go for uh another world series run. And, and I mean, it's wide open right now, unless Toronto gets really hot. There's no surefire team. I mean, I'm kind of thinking probably Astros, but, um, but it's a wide open division. So it's going to be an interesting summer. As far as moves go, it's going to be, uh, I don't know, a seller's market, I guess, you know, a lot of, a lot of teams are going to be paying some bid big prices for for upgrades and there's not going to be a lot of starting pitching from what i hear so um i don't know if the rays will try to try to add an arm or not but but quietly just getting it done yeah and once again they're doing it with the usual suspects it's g-man Choi and you know manuel margot um you know guys like that just 
that are their best hitters right now. Yandy Diaz, you know, guys like that. Um, that is one pick that I actually feel pretty good about is Shane McClanahan is up to his usual stuff. And he's looking like he could win a Cy Young this year. He keeps up, keeps up what he's doing. So he's a big part of that as well. That's a good pick. Yeah. I mean, good point about when you brought up Manuel Margot. I'm just looking at the, you know, the Red Sox castoffs that are keeping this team afloat. Manuel Margot, absolutely crushing it. Just got hurt, unfortunately. Um, Jalen Beeks, who was moving the Evaldi deal, has been a damn good pitcher since he came back from injury. Jeffrey Springs, who couldn't get a single guy out, was about to be DFA'd, was packaged with Chris Mazza. And Mazza's not doing much this year, but he was actually adequate last year. I just, it, they have, I, we have to like figure out, they have to have a system like the Astros. Some, they have to be cheating. It doesn't make sense why they're doing this well. Every single freaking year, I, they take trash and they polish it and then they sell it and get, you know, they get a prospect and, and he turns into a stud. I, I, I honestly don't know how they do it. it it's, beyond frustrating just looking at all these pieces that they have that should absolutely suck uh, i i don't even know if I, should we end on that because like that's such a frustrating way to end but get, you know what give me your biggest surprise out of the nl uh because i think we had some kind of big news coming out of one of the teams today with the mets uh with the scherzer uh injury um you know, there's not. I, I guess my my big surprise, uh, I guess, will be the um, the kind of underachievement by the Atlanta Braves, and they weren't great last year at this time, and it took them a while to get going. But they made some big moves this winter, and there's always the World Series hangover unless you're the Astros. They who go they don't win it every time, but they go to it and they start off pretty well. So I I'm just wondering if they're gonna if they're gonna climb in this, but the Braves are seven and a half games out of the lead right now in the uh NL East. Yeah, and I'll actually I'll stay in that division. Mine's the Phillies. Um you know, I, Phillies also made some great Pretty big moves, Castellanos and Kyle Schwarber, and where's it gotten them? They're in the same place the Braves are, same record, and you know just as far out in the in the National League East. So um, you, you gotta wonder at what point is it like? Have you just added too many pieces, and it's just you know it's all gonna fall apart there? But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised Philadelphia is at least not a little bit better. I didn't expect them to be at the top of that division, but they should at least be above 500 and should be giving the Mets a little bit of a chase and they're just not doing anything. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't have thrown to the NL because it's going to make me look like an idiot. The Braves are my world series pick. I had them going back to back this year, like beating the Mariners and they both have 447 win percentages. So if nothing, I'm consistent with uh, both of those teams productions. Um, yeah. The Mets, I guess we'll see what happens with this Max Scherzer news, um, they're downplaying it. It's a side issue, but he did run into some issues at the end of last year with fatigue. He's not getting any younger. This could be one of those things that, you know, you're starting to finally see, see a little kink of the armor there. Um, 
I don't know if I'm the Mets and I'm Steve Cohen, I'm, I'm making sure I'm, I, I have some uh, contingency plan uh, in terms of a trade, whether I have to raid the Reds or do whatever I have to do to get a, another top-notch pitcher in there because we know what DeGrom is. We know what he isn't. And with Scherzer, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't think he was going to be able to give you 35 uh, strong games. If Scherzer was smart, he'd call up Tom Brady and be like, help me. Help me stretch my career out here because pitching seven innings every time because he feels like it, that's you're going to flame out at that point. That, that's a good point. Is I mean, we get on and fans get on core for, you know, pulling guys at like 60 pitches. I think we have to get on the Mets a little bit. Buck, you know, grow a pair and let Scherzer scream at you, but take him out. Who gives a damn about May? You have a six-game pad. I, I, I think it's almost malpractice letting him go in. And like he did the same thing in spring training. I think he threw seven innings one day. He did, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're up by four or five runs at least, there's no point. Just no. take the rest of the game off. Yeah, you got to have that swing man that can end it. I, I just, I. They have not. They have no reason to risk um, any sort of health uh, going forward. Were there any other surprises you guys wanted to talk about, individual or team? Both yeah, covers. Never spring to mind. I, I guess like you mentioned the Reds. I knew they were going to be bad. I didn't knew they. Were, I didn't know they were going to be this bad and this dysfunctional. I mean, they still got some players over there, but wow, that is. It's actually getting sad to watch because like. Cincinnati is a good baseball town and that that fan base is getting screwed by what's going on with that team. It's, it's actually a shame to watch. Yeah, they absolutely deserve better. I mean, they literally throw what should be a no hitter and lose. I mean, if that's not the epitome of your season and the direction your franchise is going, I don't, I really don't know what is, uh, we'll end on that. Um, For Terry, for Jason, I'm Andrew. Uh, Give us a like. Give us a subscribe on Spotify, uh, iTunes, wherever you listen to your pods. Uh, We really appreciate it. Uh, Give us a shout-out on Twitter. Uh, Terry's at uh, Cushman MLB, I believe, and Jason's at Color of the Iris. Uh, Give us a follow. Uh, Let us know what you thought of the show, and we will be back in your ears uh, to wrap up uh, the series with the Mariners.